Welcome to Dinosaur George Kids, a show for anyone who loves dinosaurs. Dinosaur George has studied paleontology for over 50 years and has performed live to over 4 million students across the world. So sit back and enjoy today's show. Now, here's Dinosaur George. Paleontologist. I'm Dinosaur George, and it's so good to be spending more time with you. Welcome to the podcast. For those of you that constantly listen, we have listeners all over the world. Welcome to you. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome and be part of the group. It's a fun, safe place for young people and adults alike. So if you like dinosaurs and prehistoric life, this is the place for you. All right. Uh, before we get started, something I want to share with all of you, which is pretty amazing. We have now had 682,000 downloads of our podcast. And that means we are very quickly about to reach 1 million listeners. So I'm very, very excited. Well, not listeners, but listens. See, some of you listen to every single one of them. So 682,000 means... That's how many times our podcast has been heard. So that's really great. We are heard in 172 countries around the world. And that means we're in 13,243 cities throughout the world. So you might be in Australia. You might be in Pakistan. You might be in Asia. You might be in Japan, in Africa, North America, South America, Central America, We have listeners all over the world, and I am so proud of that. All right, so I want to do things in a little bit different organization. This time, I normally do shout-outs, but I'm going to wait. I've got a couple of shout-outs I want to do, but I think the most important shout-out is my assistant, Lita Soros, told me Cha-Cha-Cha Raptor's birthday is on the 28th of this month. I, I don't know how she learned it's her birthday. I think I think Cha 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 Raptor told her. But on the 28th of this month, it's Cha 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 Raptor's birthday. If you are new to the podcast and you don't know who Cha 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 Raptor is, it is the naughtiest dinosaur that ever lived. This thing attacks me. See, it got its name because at the beginning of each month, I sing happy birthday or wish people a happy birthday. And whenever a dinosaur sings happy birthday, this little raptor runs in and ruins the song by going cha-cha-cha right in the middle of the song. So ever since that time, that little thing comes in and attacks me constantly. It hides in the studio. One time it was on the ceiling fan and dropped down from the ceiling fan on top of my head and attacked me. One time it was behind my computer monitor. The last time... It was dressed up as a UPS delivery person. The Raptor was, it was wearing a little UPS hat and a shirt and it knocked on the doors and we opened it thinking it was a UPS driver and it ran in, screamed cha-cha-cha and attacked me. I, that thing drives me crazy. So anyway, I would sing happy birthday to that dinosaur, but I think that would be a big mistake (laughs) because it would absolutely attack me with no no hesitation. All right, let's go straight into our feature creature. 
It's time for our Feature Creature segment. If you would like to suggest a creature, go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com or post your suggestion on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. Now, here is your Feature Creature. One of the most common dinosaurs I have ever found in all the years that I've been digging dinosaurs, it's always the teeth or bones from a dinosaur named Edmontosaurus. It is often called a duckbill because this dinosaur has sort of a flat beak. Now, Edmontosaurus, the name in English means Edmonton lizard or Edmonton reptile. It was named in honor of Edmonton, Canada. That's how it got its name. When paleontologists name a dinosaur, they can give it a name uh, like they can name it after somebody or they can name it where it was found. So like, for instance, Utah Raptor was found in Utah. Edmontosaurus was found in Edmonton, Canada or named after Edmonton, Canada. So that dinosaur is interesting. Now, it's a pretty big dinosaur. It's 40 feet long. That's 12.2 meters long. That's big. That is up there in length with Tyrannosaurus Rex, kind of close. Its height was 13 feet tall, which is four meters tall. Now, when we say height, dinosaurs don't stand straight up and down like a person, right? Their legs come up and then their body kind of hinges where the legs are and the body goes out straight. So it's really about 13 feet tall to its hips or its head. It could rise up taller than that if it leaned back when it stood up, but that's not probably how they walked normally. So when I give you the height, that means the way it normally walked. It weighed almost 8,500 pounds. That's a big dinosaur. And the location where it lived was as far north as Canada, maybe even Alaska, all the way down the western side of the United States, possibly into Texas. We have found evidence of Edmontosaurus being in Texas. Now, I say the western part of the United States. When Edmontosaurus was alive, and that was the late Cretaceous period, an ocean had split North America into two parts. One part, which was on the eastern side, was named Appalachia. The other part that was on the western side is named Loramidia. So if you ever hear somebody talk about Loramidia or Appalachia, those are not countries. That's the name paleontologists gave those two halves of North America because the ocean went right through the middle of it. So, for instance, Gondwana was the name given for what Africa is today. Uh, Laurasia is what was named when the continents were joined, and that's the part of North America and Asia. And then when it was all together in one piece, it was called Pangaea. So actually, this dinosaur's name, I'm a dinosaur, the land names are changed every time something big happened. So it was, uh, it was uh, Pangaea when it was all together. Then when it started to split apart, part of it was called Gondwana and the other was called Laurasia. And then in North America, when the ocean split that in half, one part was called Appalachia. The other part was called Loramidia. Edmontosaurus lived in Loramidia, which is the east, I'm sorry, the west shore of North America. Now, if you ever look at a map, it doesn't look like a lot of land, but trust me, that was millions and millions and millions of acres. 
thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions, billions of dinosaurs lived there. It was a giant area. On a map, it doesn't look very big. But when you look at it, you think, that's kind of skinny. How did so many dinosaurs live there? Pachycephalosaurus, Triceratops, Tyrannosaurus rex, Raptors, Edmontosaurus, all of those dinosaurs are living in Loramidia. And there was plenty of room for them, trust me. So Edmontosaurus was around from about 72 million to about 65 and a half million years ago. It is an herbivore, meaning it eats plants. It is a semi, I mean, it is a quadruped, semi-biped. What that means is quadruped means walks on four legs. Biped means walks on two legs. T-Rex was a biped. Triceratops was a quadruped because Triceratops walked on two legs. But Edmontosaurus was semi-biped, meaning it could walk on all fours or it could stand up and walk on its hind legs. But it probably spent most of its time walking on all fours. I suspect that the only time it got up on its back legs was to run from danger or to reach higher up into a tree. But we find footprints all over this part of the country. I live in Texas. We find hadrosaur footprints all over. Hadrosaur is the name of the family that Edmontosaurus lives in. So some people call them duckbills, and there's a lot of different kind of duckbill dinosaurs, or the scientific name is hadrosaurs. There's Parasaurolophus, Procerolophus, Centosaurus, Lambiosaurus, Critosaurus, or Critosaurus, depending on how you pronounce it. There was a bunch of different kinds. They all fit into the hadrosaur family, and that's where Edmontosaurus fits. Now, if you have a really old book, you might see a dinosaur named Anatotitan or Anatosaurus. Scientists now realize those dinosaurs are actually Edmontosaurus. So those names are no longer valid. So if you ever read a book where it calls a dinosaur Anatosaurus, you can know, no, now scientists know that that dinosaur is actually Edmontosaurus. And you might wonder, well, how come they don't change the book? Well, once when the book was written, they thought that was the facts. But now that they know it's been changed, they can't come back and collect all the books and change them. They'd have to go to every person's house that has a copy of the book. So you can call them hadrosaurs or duckbills, but Edmontosaurus is a member and one of the largest members of that family. Now, when they first discovered this dinosaur, because it had a flat beak like a duck, scientists thought it was a duck or a duck-like animal. So they decided it probably lived in the water. In fact, hadro means water. Hadrosaur means water reptile or water lizard, because that's what they thought. Later, scientists realized, no, 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 no. They don't live their life in the water. They live their life on land. But looking at their body, they could probably swim. They were probably good swimmers when they needed to swim. But they lived their life on the land. They lived in forests. They lived in, in prairies. They lived in areas where there was lots of vegetation. Yes, they could go to a swamp but they would only go there to probably get different kinds of food. But these dinosaurs probably lived in forests. Now, because they lived in such a big area from probably Alaska all the way to Mexico, and if any of you have access to a North American map, you can see how far that goes. Because of that, 
it suggests that these dinosaurs migrated. They walked. They traveled. And we think they did that because if they stayed in one place, they would eat all the food. They had to keep moving or they would eat themselves out of existence. And the reason why I think they were good swimmers is dinosaurs that migrate. That means they travel a long distance. Dinosaurs that do that, any animal that does that, has to be able to swim because they're going to cover or they're going to cross a river at some time. At some point, they're going to cross water. They can't walk around a river. They have to go through it. And therefore, they are probably good swimmers. The most amazing thing to me about these dinosaurs are how many teeth they have in their mouth. It's estimated that they had over 1,200 teeth. That's 1,200 teeth. And those teeth are made for chewing really tough plants. What's cool when you look at their mouth is they have row after row after row after row of teeth, one on top of another, on top of another, on top of another. And they're constantly growing and losing teeth, sort of like a shark. They would lose their teeth as they grow and replace them with new teeth. The number one fossils that I found digging dinosaurs are always duck-billed dinosaur teeth. Why do I find so many? Because if you've got 1,200 teeth in your mouth and you're constantly replacing them, you're going to lose a lot of teeth. And no animal's going to eat those teeth if they find them. They're going to leave them there. And they can become a fossil. Now, when you die, you only have one skeleton. But when you're alive, you can lose hundreds, if not thousands of teeth in your life. And that's why there's a place that I've dug where if I could magically take every one of you listeners with me, we could sit down on the ground. I could draw a square around each of you that is four feet by four feet square. And I could tell you to sit in the square, don't leave the square, and start digging. And you know what you'd find? Duck-billed dinosaur teeth. You would find duck-billed dinosaur teeth. That's how many teeth there are. Now, the other thing about Edmontosaurus is when you look at a picture of it, it sort of looks like it's defenseless. Like, how could they possibly survive? They lived with Tyrannosaurus rex. How could they possibly survive? I'll tell you how. They actually have weapons. Their weapons are their tail and their feet. Let's first talk about their feet. Feet are weird. They walked on three large toes on their back legs, but their front legs, the toes were sort of squeezed together and, and held together by skin. It almost looked like a, like a pole. The toes weren't spread out. You, it, it looked like it had one big flat toe, but it's actually toes that are sort of tight together. Well, those look like a club, not, not like the club of an Ankylosaurus, but more like a, I don't know how to describe it, like a hammer. And if you attack this dinosaur and it stands up on its back legs, listen, man, if it punched you with that, it could knock your teeth out. Don't think Edmontosaurus is a weakling. Don't think because it doesn't have horns or spikes. You look at it and go, that thing would be lunch. Of course it would be lunch, but it's going to go down fighting. And that tail is like a giant baseball bat. Imagine what would happen if somebody took a baseball bat and swung it and hit you or a cricket bat. It would hurt like crazy. Well, Edmontosaurus has a 20 or 30 foot long cricket or baseball bat or pole that it could swing and hit you with it. It could knock a Tyrannosaurus to the ground. 
So I don't want you to think that this dinosaur is defenseless because since we find them over such a long distance and we find so many of their bones, that tells us these were very successful dinosaurs. They were not all being eaten because if that was the case, there wouldn't be very many, but we find tons of them. So it's a very, very successful animal. And I think the reason why it was successful is that they probably traveled in groups. In fact, we find dinosaur footprints of Edmontosaurus or other hadrosaurs where they are walking together. We know that they walk together. At least that's what the evidence shows. So if you're walking together, you've got a buddy with you who's going to help you defend yourself if you're attacked. Imagine two duckbills who see a Tyrannosaurus running in towards them. One duckbill would look one way, the other would look the other way, and they'd stand side by side. And no matter where you come from, you're either getting that club foot in the front or you're getting one of their tails in the back. Very successful way to, uh, to protect yourself. And something else that's cool. I live in Texas in, near San Antonio. There is a place where you can go look at dinosaur footprints and you will find baby duckbills walking next to grown-up duckbills. That means they're being taken care of. Mom, maybe mom and dad are taking care of the babies. The tracks show us they're walking side by side. So even the babies would have been protected. And that then means that when these duckbills laid their eggs, first they built a nest in the ground. They built a nest in the ground. They laid their eggs in that nest. And then they would have laid the eggs and I think would have stayed there to protect those babies. They're going to protect the babies. They're not going to lay the eggs and walk away because any meat eater can gobble up these babies without any problem. They'll either eat the eggs or they'll eat the babies in the nest. I believe mom and maybe dad were staying by the nest and defending them. And the evidence suggests that all of these dinosaurs laid eggs next to each other, which meant there was always somebody on guard duty. If I'm sitting next to my nest and my eggs are safe, but I see a nest next to mine where a little raptor is sneaking in to try to attack, I'm going to go over and defend that nest. It's not my nest, but I'm going to defend it. I think these dinosaurs did that. I think that's why they were so successful. Anytime you find out that a dinosaur is very common, meaning we find a lot, that will tell you no matter what that dinosaur looks like, it's doing a good job of surviving. You know what's not common? Pachycephalosaurs. We don't find many of them. That suggests maybe either they're not as good of surviving or maybe it means that they didn't live in the areas where they would likely be buried under the mud. To become a fossil, you have to be buried. So what might have happened is that the duckbills lived in the lower areas where if you died and there's a flood, your body's going to be covered by mud and be buried, whereas pachycephalosaurus may have lived up in the hills where it's less likely. We don't know, but all I know is there's a lot more Edmontosaurus than pachycephalosaurus, so I know Edmontosaurus was a very successful dinosaur. And the last thing I want to tell you about Edmontosaurus, which I find fascinating, is its head. They had heads that were used to produce sound. When you look at hadrosaurs or duckbills, there's all different kinds of crests on their head. Those crests were probably used to produce sound. 
they produced sound. It's amazing to me, absolutely amazing to me, that you have a dinosaur that produces sound in its head, and that's how they communicate. I think it's absolutely fascinating. So I hope that you enjoyed today's lesson on Edmontosaurus. It is indeed a fascinating dinosaur. When we come back, we're going to have my assistant, Letosaurus, read more questions sent to you or by you to her, and she will read the questions and I will answer them. So stay where you are. Uh, If you would like to become a member of the Patreon Club, there's a lot of cool things about it. Memberships start at only $1 a month. And so this, uh, if you'd like to, go to my website, dinosaurgeorge.com, and click on the Patreon Club page, and it will give you or your parents all the information that you need. I hope you'll become a member, because that certainly helps us. So let's take a listen to this. Become a member of the Dinosaur George Patreon Club and join the fun. We offer different club levels, each with their own set of benefits. Private lessons, new discoveries, behind-the-scene access, and much more are all part of being a club member. Visit DinosaurGeorge.com and sign up today. All right, I'm very lucky that my assistant, Letosaurus, is here. Let's see if your mic is working, Letosaurus. Testing. Hang on, do it again. Testing. There you are. There you are. All right, good, good, good. I got you on there. Say that one more time. Testing. Now I hear you perfect. Can you hear yourself in your headphones? Yes. Nice. Let's bring your mic down to where it's good and easy for you to reach. So, Letosaurus, when you write to us, if you go to the Dinosaur George website and you click on the podcast, at the bottom of that page is where you can send your questions. Now, if you are a Patreon Club member, you can send your questions through your Patreon Club page. And as a matter of fact, A lot of her questions this time, maybe all of them, are from Patreon Club members. But we want you to know that she gets a lot of questions from people all over the world, and she can only answer a few of them. So if you send us a question and you don't get an answer, you can keep sending us questions until one day Letosaurus gets to yours. So, Letosaurus, let's go. A club member. Is it a hard name to pronounce? Let's take a look. Atesh. I think it's pronounced Atesh or Adish. I'm not sure, but just Atesh Atesh. probably is good. And mom would like to know which is small herbivores dinosaur would make a good pet. Ooh. So which small herbivore dinosaur would make a good pet? Cetacosaurus. Love it. It could walk on two legs or four. It wouldn't bother you and I. It probably would eat all the plants in your yard. So if you like flowers and plants, don't get a plant-eating dinosaur. But the first one that comes to mind for me is a Cetacosaurus. The next one may be Protoceratops because it's small and it's really cool. So those would be my choices. Good one. Let's go. Also, another club member, Seth, said, do raptors hunt in packs? Whoa. So club member Seth wants to know if raptors hunt in packs. I believe they did. I absolutely believe they did. And the reason why, well, Letosaurus, let me ask you, do you think it would be easier to catch prey if you had friends helping you or if you were by yourself? Yes, because if, if, if it was also dangerous, you, you would have other peop, dinosaurs to help you defend. Nice. Absolutely correct. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I agree with you. If you have pack members, you can, and you can also attack a bigger animal, right? Yeah. Because if you're small, you're not going to attack something big by yourself. But if you have four or five or six or 20 friends, hey, man, you're going to be in big trouble. So, yes, I believe that raptors hunted in packs and Utah raptor, which is a big raptor, we find evidence of them all being found together, which suggests that they probably did. And there was another location where they found a bunch of Deinonychus that had all died attacking a dinosaur named Tenontosaurus. So I think they did. All right, who's next? Another club member, Christopher, said, Hi, Dinosaur George, I have a question for you. Is the... Can you read it? Which one? Oh, Scorpius Rex. A made-up dinosaur. If a Spinosaurus and a T-Rex lived in the same... In same area? Sorry. If a, if a Spinosaurus and a T-Rex lived at the same time in the same world, what, would they fight or would they ignore each other? Nice. Two very good questions. Okay, Scorpius Rex is a pretend dinosaur. It is not a real dinosaur. And by the way, the reason why Letosaurus is having trouble reading these is because we didn't print the, wor- the, the words big enough. It's hard to read. She's reading off of a paper. Like the words that I read are really big. Her letters are very small, so she's struggling to try to figure out how to read that because it's so tiny. Okay, so Scorpius Rex is a made-up dinosaur. Not real at all. It's totally pretend. It's completely a pretend dinosaur. It's a cool dinosaur, but it's pretend. It's a myth. Yeah, it's a myth. Absolutely right. Now, the other question was, if Spinosaurus and T-Rex lived together, would they ignore each other? No. The evidence suggests that meat eaters don't like other meat eaters because they see them as? Predators. Predators and competition. And you don't want somebody else there who's going to eat your food. Like if I sat down and ate lunch with Leedosaurus, she's not going to want to sit at the table with me because I'm going to try to eat her food. So she, what? You don't think I'd try to eat your food? You would. I'm a predator. Why? Yeah, because I'm a predator. Because I love stealing food from children. I'm the kind of guy that would steal food from, wait, what am I saying? You're saying that a dinosaur flies in a helicopter. Exactly right. So dinosaurs fly in a helicopter. What are you talking about, kid? <laughs> All right. So, uh, yes, they would not tolerate each other. I think they would try to attack each other to chase the other away. That was a good one. All right. How many more you got? Um, another club member said, Ivy said, at the age four said, I would like to ask a question. All right. It says, hi, El Stinko, my favorite dinosaur is a... Wait one minute. Everyone, I hope you're laughing. You read that again so I can hear what you just said, child. Club member Ivy, the age four, said, I'd like to ask a question. Hi, El Stinko. Stop right there. Did you make that part up, kid? It's on the paper. Ivy. Seriously? Seriously, kid? You wrote the paper for me. I cannot believe Ivy wants to call me El Stinko. Who is this El Stinko person? You wrote the paper. I've never heard of this person. He wrote the paper that I'm listening to. I did not do that. Liar. You made up a name, El Weto? El Stinko. Okay, El Stinko. All right, read the question. (laughs) My favorite dinosaur is a Brachiosaurus. Is that right? Brachiosaurus, yep. Brachiosaurus. 
How fast do you think they could run? Wow. Brachiosaurus is so giant. I don't think it could run very fast, but let's remember something. Elephants are giant, and they can run faster than a human. A what? An elephant can run faster than a person. So being giant doesn't always mean you're super slow, but Brachiosaurus is gigantic. Now, it has long legs, which means one step makes it go a long way. Yeah. I, if I had to guess, Letosaurus, I would think that maybe, or Ivy, maybe Brachiosaurus could maybe run at about 20 miles an hour. That doesn't sound fast, but it is pretty fast. So that's a very good question. Do you have any more? I have two more. All right, let's go. Joey the H6 says, Hi, DG. I love your podcast and listen to it every day. I have a question. How many dinosaurs have been discovered? Wow. Well, I, I'm so glad you like the podcast. That's who. What's the person's name? Joey. Joey. Thank you, Joey. That's very kind of you. So, um, how many have been discovered? Well, there's over 1,000 different kinds of dinosaurs that are named. I think it's up to 1,200 now. So, there's literally been 1,200 species, not 1,200 total. We're talking about species, those that are given a name. So, let's go back to talk about Edmontosaurus. No, but at the end said, thank you, Austin. Okay, wait, what did you just say? It said, thank you, Elstinko. You rotten child. You are the one that wrote the paper. You didn't have to write Elstinko. All I did was copy their questions. I didn't read them. Why are kids calling me Elstinko? There's no such person. No you one. You typed it in the no computer. One. I saw you. No one knows the identity of Elstinko. But you're also Captain Underpants. Stronger Every. than Superman. Smarter than Batwoman. What's Batwoman? Stronger than, smarter than Batman. Has Better hair than, than Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Thank you. Thank you. Want me to sing? Want me to sing? Want me to sing? No. (laughs) He was driving me crazy with his singing earlier. Uh, She asked me to sing, so I did. And so she loved my singing. And now she won't stop bothering me. She's like, would you please sing a song? And I'm like, oh, child, really? Must I sing a song for you? No. He texted me and said, I think this girl needs a song. Yeah. I think you did need a song. So are you ready? No. Great. Okay. So, back to that question. So what was it again? That was the end of the question. Um, um, oh, um, but the next question. Uh, no, the one that you just read. What they called me a single. I lost track of what the question was. This one. Thank you. Podcast. Oh, okay. I have a question. How many dinosaurs have been discovered? Okay, so with Edmontosaurus, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of Edmontosaurus bones have been found. So that one dinosaur, there are thousands of bones that were found. And then there are thousands of dinosaurs. Let me tell all of you young paleontologists this. There are probably millions of more dinosaurs to be discovered. Millions of dinosaurs. They will never run out of bones. If you're young and you're worried that there's not going to be any dinosaur bones for you to dig up, relax, my friend. There are millions of them still out there yet to be discovered. All right, read your last one. Is it the last one? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. He said, hi, my name, I'm six years old. What? Okay, let's take a look. It, it, it confused me because it said, hi, my six-year-old, oh, hi, my six-year-old said, Connor from Wales said, wants to know what dinosaur teeth are made of. Wow. Well, six-year-old Connor from Wales, which is a beautiful country. I'd like, I'd like to go there. Um, what are their teeth made of? They're made of the same thing our teeth are made of. Lita, do you know what they're made of? Cartilage. 
Carton. That's a good guess. That's what our ears are made of. Our oh, teeth sorry. are. They're the same thing as made of your. Sort of. Um, it is um, enamel. Enamel. Our teeth are very strong because they're covered by something called enamel. Well, dinosaurs' teeth had the same kind of covering. Very powerful. That allowed them to crunch hard things. Like with T-Rex, the enamel is thick. It can bite through bone. So they, there's a variety of different kinds of teeth, but they are all covered with enamel. So that is what they're covered with, and that's good. All right, Letosaurus Rex, that's absolutely amazing. I appreciate that very much. Now let's jump over to the Dinosaur George Kids page, and let's see what we've got. Um, here's one right off the bat. Uh, Star, who's four, wants to know, did dinosaurs have ears? Love the work you're doing. Thank you very much, Erica. That's very kind of you. Now, before I go into this, if any of you would like to join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page, it's completely free. And parents, we work very hard to keep it a safe place. And so it is a good place where kids can go or parents can go with kids to look at our page and people post pictures and they post pictures of their dinosaur toys and they do all kinds of amazing things there. And we post some cool information as well. So you can go there. You don't have to be a Patreon club member. You don't have to pay to, to be part of our group. You can go to the dinosaur George kids, Facebook group and do it completely free of charge. So star age four sent a question wants to know, did dinosaurs have ears? Not like yours and mine, Star. They don't have ears that stick out with ear lobes like us, the flaps on our ears. Their ears were probably more like the ear of a bird or a lizard. It's just kind of a slit, kind of a spot where the ear went. That's a great question. Uh, let's see. Here's a question from Olin, a.k.a. Olin Ceratops, age six. Do Triceratops lock horns to fight with each other or do they lock horns to defend to defend off predators? Okay, good question. Let me tell you something. They lock horns when they're fighting with each other because they're not trying to poke the other one. But when there's a predator, they are doing everything they can to stab the other guy. They are stabbing the other one. All right, let's keep going. Agnesosaurus Rex drew a beautiful picture of Cha-Cha-Cha Raptor having a date with his girlfriend on the moon. On the, on the moon? How, they're both wearing space helmets. Uh-huh. That, that's actually pretty good. You can pull that closer to you. That's yeah. pretty good. That's, yeah. that's really good. And I love your drawing. I like that very much. That's yeah, really kind of cool. It is good. Let's see. Kevin drew a beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Look oh, at that. Yeah. That's incredible, Kevin. Looks like Spinosaurus, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Looks like Protoceratops locked in a fight with Velociraptor, and it looks like Therizinosaurus. These are beautiful. Yeah. These are excellent, excellent drawings. I love them very much. And then it looks like uh, young Mr. Polanski had his first visit to Dinosaur World. That's when he first visited in 2018. I can see a big Brachiosaurus there. Yeah. That's a great picture. Can you see it, Lita? Yeah. That's really cool. And then uh, Sally colored a beautiful Spinosaurus beautiful love that one as well that's really really good uh, what i'm doing just for all of you i'm just kind of code down the page i can't cover everything but i'd like to okay this is a good one char rex age seven from florida said what dinosaur has the it was the best golfer answer and kylosaurus they had a club tail 
That was good. I like that a lot. That was good. My friend Rody Lewis went to the Whitney Museum in San Antonio, standing in front of a Quetzalcoatlus, which is amazing. That's really cool. I like that a lot. That's good. Uh, let's see. Oh, how nice is this? Young David Villanueva drew my favorite dinosaur, Allosaurus, because he knew it was my favorite. Thank you, David. That's very kind of you. Yay. Very, very cool. Uh, let's see. There is that question from Joey H6 who called me a stinko, you rotten kid. I love that question, by the way. Stacy Young posted beautiful, beautiful pages where Karen had a great time at the Queensland Museum in Australia. Whoa. And I like that a lot. Those are great, aren't they? Yeah. Those are big. That's a big dinosaur. Yeah. That looks like Giganotosaurus. That's a big dude. Oh, it is. It's the dinosaurs of Patagonia. That's Giganotosaurus and Argentinosaurus. They're great. Whoa, that's creative. That's very creative. Ruben, Ruben, no, Ruben, Notosaurus, Ruben, Notorus, Ruben, Notorus, good name, who's seven, uh, created a really cool dinosaur out of of cardboard. Made out of cardboard. Yeah, that's nice. That's that's really good. Right. And it's recyclable, which I'm very proud of you for doing that. That's great. Save the turtles. That's right. Lozen Raptor wants to know, Senda, who would win? He's a T-Rex member. Lozen Raptor wanted to know Titanosaurus or Titanoboa versus Spinosaurus versus Hyenodon. Hands down, I believe Titanoboa is going to win this fight. Yeah. Yeah, because it could hunt in the water and it would wrap itself around Spinosaurus. Hyenodon wouldn't stand a chance. It's a cool animal, but it's not going to stand a chance. And then Lorenzosaurus H3 drew a beautiful picture of an Archaeopteryx and a Rajasaurus trying to get the Archaeopteryx. <laughs> And a T-Rex trying to get the Rajasaurus and a crocodile trying to eat the T-Rex. These are great. I love that very, very much. That's great. Uh, Karen wanted to show us a video. In fact, posted a video of their trip. And by the way, Karen, I think that's how you pronounce your name. You might pronounce it Kyron. However you pronounce it, I apologize if I made a mistake. But that's a great video. That's big. That is big. I like that a lot. Very, very good. Um posted oh how cool is that look that's a drawing of a place you can run that's in the outline of a raptor i like that very much <laughs> very nice so there's so many oh this is nice what? uh eckard received his gift today all the way in a small town in south africa Wow! when somebody becomes a t-rex member you get a replica raptor claw and a replica tooth and it takes a while to get some of them but i'm so happy that it made it all the way down to you buddy Welcome to the club. I'm so glad to have you with us. That is so cool, and I'm glad it made it. That's great. Then a picture from Jacob, age nine, who was at Crystal Palace in London. That's beautiful, Jacob. I like that. That's one of the places I want to visit. Thank you for posting it. Killianosaurus doesn't know it yet, but we're going to visit. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to finish reading that because I might have just spoiled it. I might have just spoiled the surprise. I can't. Now, this is Lozen Raptor, who drew Cha-Cha-Cha Raptor wearing a UPS disguise. Oh, it's the police. It's dressed like the police. Don't open the door. He tried to arrest me earlier, so that's probably why. Okay, that's not good. That's funny. Oh, it's Lego. And then Joey, yeah, did a cool (laughs) St. Patrick's Day. He made this Lego scene of El Stinko, a.k.a. Dinosaur George, stealing the sleeping. What did that just say? El Stinko. Who is that? No one knows the identity of El Stinko. But you're... Stronger than the Hulk. Faster than the Flash. Smellier than a cat... Wait, what? Forget that part. Let's keep going. 
All right. So these are absolutely great. I'm going through and looking at it. Raja source that Kai drew from the United Kingdom, which is great. Max posted a really cool picture. I absolutely love this. This is amazing. Spinonorosaurus sent a really nice little video, and I like that very, very much. And then Bella and Logan. That's our gift shop. That's our store. That's right. That's the museum. They visited the museum. I wish I would have been there, you guys. I'm so sorry that I wasn't, but I'm so glad you came, and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you did. Um, These are great. Uh, Eckerd, age six, from South Africa, did a beautiful drawing and a video. Lucas Scorpius Rex did a short video, which looks great. Richard Soros Rex just finished measuring 40 feet to see how big the dinosaur was. This is great. All right, you guys, all of these. I look at everyone. I promise you there's great pictures. You guys did such a good job. There's some of you on vacation. I'm so proud of the pictures you send me. I love every one of them. I wish that I was able to read off every one of them, but I want you all to know that I read them all and I see them all. So if you would like to ever post a picture, join us at the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. And now, and now, it is time for... Who would win? What if two different prehistoric creatures fought? Who would win? T-Rex versus a giant wolf? Raptor versus Terror Bird? Spinosaurus versus Triceratops. You choose the animals, and Dinosaur George will size them up and pick a winner. Now, get ready. It's time to find out who would win. All right. This is one of the most popular segments. Now, to submit a who would win, you have to be a T-Rex member of the Patreon Club. Uh, And it's just one of the benefits because the Patreon Club, the T-Rex membership is expensive. It's $10 a month. That's a lot of money. And so it's one of the benefits of being a club member. And I know so many of you send me who would wins, but unfortunately, I try my best to only do Patreon Club members who are T-Rex members. So all of these that I'm going to read came through Patreon. This is Jude from Chicago would like to know who would win between a pack of velociraptors or a group of rugops. Now, Rugops is a medium-sized predator, very powerful jaws, and of course, Velociraptors are fast. Here's what I think. I think the Velociraptors might actually stand a chance here, Jude, because Velociraptors probably always hunted in a pack, and that means they know how to interact with each other. They know what to do. They know when they're going to attack. They know who should attack first. Whereas a group of Rugops, they probably don't hunt together very often, so they wouldn't know what they're doing. Each one would try to do his own thing. And so a coordinated attack might have better benefit. So even though Velociraptors are tiny compared to Rugops, I'm going to say that they could keep attacking, 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 and taking them out one at a time till there's one left, and I think they are going to win. All right. T-Rex Club member Logan from Maryland. I used to live in Maryland. Did you know, Logan? I lived in a place called Suitland, Maryland. I, I grew up there when I was a little kid. Logan from Maryland would like to submit Leviathan versus Dinosuchus. Leviathan is a giant whale. Dinosuchus is a giant crocodile. This is a good one. Wow, this is a tough one. Now, the fight would have to be in deeper water. 
because Leviathan can't come into the shallow water. So let's say a Dinosuchus is swimming in the ocean on its way to go to an island where it can sit next to the water and ambush some prey. Maybe the animals that live on the island don't know about Dinosuchus, so he can sneak up on them. And Leviathan, if it, they don't live at the same time, but for who would wins, it can be any combination. I think Leviathan is going to have the advantage. And the reason why is a mammal doesn't get as tired as a reptile. A reptile gets tired very quickly. So the fight could go. And after a while, Dinosuchus is simply not going to have the energy. It has to leave the water to sit on the shore to warm up and get fast again. Leviathan doesn't have that. I'm going to give this battle to Leviathan. I think Leviathan is going to be the one that is probably going to be the winner. That's a good one. All right. Jameson said who would win? Ichthyovenator? Ichthyovenator versus Tyrannosaurus Rex. I like this. I like Ichthyovenator, by the way. That is a cousin of Spinosaurus. Tyrannosaurus has all the advantages, Jameson. Taller, longer, more powerful bite force. It's true that Ichthyovenator had powerful claws on its hands, but I don't think that's going to be enough. I think Tyrannosaurus Rex is simply going to wipe this dude out. But that's a good one. I like it very much. All right, Richard Soros Rex says, Giganotosaurus versus Mothra. All right, Mothra is a pretend animal that is one of the kaiju from the Godzilla series. Yeah. So, Mothra's wings are so wide that it can hover and flap its wings and blow Giganotosaurus over. Because I've seen movies where Mothra can do that and blow over a whole building. So I think Mothra is going to stand there and wave its wings and poor Giganotosaurus is going to go flying over, head over heels, and Mothra is going to swoop down, pick him up, fly straight up in the air, let him go. (laughs) Congratulations. Giganotosaurus's new name is Chicken Bonosaurus because it, I don't know, I just made that up. All right, and finally, Clara Rex says, I have a who would win, Elasmosaurus versus Plesiosaurus. Well, This is an interesting one because, Clarosaurus, Elasmosaurus is a member of the Plesiosaurus family. So Elasmosaurus is the biggest, maybe one of the biggest. And so whichever other Plesiosaur it's going to fight, I have a feeling it is absolutely going to win that battle. All right, my friends, I hope you all enjoyed today's lesson or today's podcast. I want to thank my assistant, Lita Soros, for coming in and reading her questions. If you would like to send questions to Lita Soros, go to the Dinosaur George face. I mean, I'm sorry. Go to the Dinosaur George website, dinosaurgeorge.com. Go to our website, click on the podcast page and go to the bottom of that page. And that is where you can submit your questions and she will do her best to try to read them for all of you i hope you are all staying safe if you live where it's hot i hope you're staying cool if you live where it's cold i hope you're staying warm be kind to everybody be kind to everybody the world is so much better when people are nice i am a nice person Soros is a very nice person a lot of you i know who are all super nice and you make the world a better place last thing i want to say Please tell your family you love them. Please tell your family you love them. Tell your mom or your grandma or your aunt or whoever you stay with. Just tell them you love them tonight when you're eating dinner. Just say, I just want you to know I love you. 
it will make their day so much better. Until next time, everybody, keep digging for clues, and I will see you later. Listening to Dinosaur George Kids. Join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, become a member of our Patreon club, and check out our website store for cool fossils, rocks, and crystals. Visit dinosaurgeorge.com for details. Until next time, keep digging for knowledge. Yeah.